0: is mike johnson <laughs> what's up this is this is mark saves the republic i know a lot of people are asking themselves that they're like mike johnson who's that guy louisiana are we really gonna have a speaker of the house from the big easy yo shower we yow. that was supposed to be that was supposed to be cajun but it just came out i don't even know what that was what's up this is mark k saves the republic and we could be nearing the end we could be nearing the end i don't know what's going to happen when we get a speaker of the house if we get a speaker of the house if we get a speaker of the house what am i supposed to even talk about anymore for the for the good portion of this month for the, the ever since october uh, you know the calendar turned to october and the and the wind started to get wispy and the and the chill came into the air it's been all about the speaker of the house the speaker of the house this person that person not that person not that person kevin mccarthy ousted we've now on we're now on our fourth iteration of speaker designee, first up was Steve Scalise, but then eh, nobody really wanted him, so he had to pull out. Jim Jordan catapulted to the top of the heap, but because of a bunch of uh, because of a bunch of grumpy old holdouts, he had to then withdraw his name from contention as well. La- Yesterday we had Tom Emmer become the third person in three weeks to try and become the next Speaker of the House. And that was probably, don't blink or you might've missed Tom Emmer's Speaker Designee designation (laughs) because immediately after Tom Emmer won the, uh, the, or the uh, secret ballot in the underground bunker where the Republicans do all their dirty deeds. As soon as that happened, Tom Emmer basically realized he was up against a rock at a hard place. There were 25, maybe even more, so- solid Republican holdouts. There were 25, maybe more, solid uh, never-Emmers, as we like to call them. And then, of course, the biggest never ever Emmer, the biggest never Emmer ever, President Donald Trump, came out with a true social post that basically buried the guy. Here's what he wrote. I have, ma- I have many wonderful friends waiting to be Speaker of the House and some are truly great warriors. Rhino Tom Emmer, who I do not know well, is not one of them. He never respected the power of a Trump endorsement or the breadth and scope of MAGA. Make America great again. He fought me all the way and actually spent more time defending Ilhan Omar than he did me. He is totally out of touch with Republican voters. I believe he has now learned his lesson because he is saying that he is pro-Trump all the way. But who can ever be sure? Has he only changed because that's what it takes to win? The Republican Party cannot take that chance because that's not where the America First voters are. Voting for a globalist rhino like Tom Emmer would be a tragic mistake. I don't know. What's the opposite of an endorsement? An unendorsement, an anti-endorsement, a de endorsement, whatever it is, Donald Trump gave him one, but for good. And it worked so well that so many congressional Republicans who are pro-Trump, pro-America, pro-MAGA, who are, hey, you know what? We definitely need conservative leadership like Donald Trump back in the White House. Uh, maybe we should not vote for Tom Emmer because Donald Trump would be very, very unhappy. And it just goes to show that just when you think the uniparty, just when you think the rhinos, just when you think the moderates, just when you think the Democrats control everything, uh, there is still a, a a long list of conservatives in Congress who are willing to go to the mats for conservative principles. And what happened is as soon as as soon as Tom Emmer had to dip, as soon as Tom Emmer was like, see, ya," wouldn't want to be a they list they had uh, uh, like six or seven more candidates come up. Byron Donalds was back in the mix. Mike Johnson was back in the mix. Kevin Hearn from Oklahoma back in the mix. All of them conservative, all of them red state politicians, all of them pro-Trump, all of them MAGA warriors, all of them people who believe in the Constitution, uh, believe in true American values, believe in a secure border, believe in reducing spending, believe in maybe curbing all of that money we're sending over to Ukraine. They believe in what a lot of Americans believe. And so, yes, it was messy. Yes, it was a long process. But in the end, it turns out that maybe, maybe, just maybe, we got uh, we got the right guy, or at least we got a guy who could become the right guy. Like I said, he's nowhere near as as conservative, or I guess you would say tainted, as Jim Jordan is in his conservatism. Because look, we saw what the we saw what the twenty five holdouts on the right were claiming that that Jim Jordan lied, that Jim Jordan would uh, try to overthrow the Capitol with Donald Trump's help that Jim Jordan is an insurrectionist and an election denier, all of these terrible things. The left was saying Jim Jordan was a threat to democracy. So now you've got somebody who believes what Jim Jordan believes, acts the way Jim Jordan acts, legislates the way Jim Jordan legislates, sits on the Judiciary Committee with Jim Jordan, sits on the Weaponization Committee with Jim Jordan, is an actual literal constitutional attorney and a former radio talk show host, which I'd like to point out because That means that there's hope for the rest of us. (laughs) Former radio talk show host turned Speaker of the House of Representatives, the second in command, the second in line to the presidency, should anything happen to uh, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. I'm telling you, man, who knew this career was such a jumping off point for uh, political dominance? But anyway, that's where we are today. Now, the Speaker's vote still has to happen, and Mike Johnson still has to get to 217 votes. He's not at 217 votes yet, but I'll be I'll tell you this. He's about as close as anyone's going to get. And the really important thing that we've realized here and what I think Matt Gates and the original 8 people who ousted Kevin McCarthy wanted was they wanted a more conservative, MAGA Republican, America First speaker of the House. Kevin McCarthy was not that. Kevin McCarthy was owned by the special interests. Kevin McCarthy worked with the Democrats for too long. Kevin McCarthy came from a blue state. Kevin McCarthy Uh, bought and sold people using his super PAC and made sure that he called in favors whenever he wanted to. Kevin McCarthy negotiated away way too much with Joe Biden and the Democrats in every dealing that he ever had. And he didn't keep his promises to the conservative uh, Freedom Caucus. So for all of those reasons, Kevin McCarthy's out. Now, what we've seen is a very conservative, red state, Southern constitutional attorney who is pro-life, who is pro-border, who is anti sending endless amounts of money to Ukraine and who is really willing to go in there and fight for the conservative, uh, conservative agenda we were all promised and that Donald Trump had laid out uh, going to the, the skyrocketing to the forefront. And everybody else in this caucus, all of these all these New York Lee Zeldin types, all of these K. Granger rhinos from Texas and every other place, they're out of candidates, folks. Da- there's nobody else. They have to get behind somebody. They can't get behind Steve Scalise because he's out. They can't get behind Tom Emmer because he's out. Every one of the other people on their side knows they're not going to have a snowball's chance in H-E double hockey sticks. They've got to find somebody from the conservative side of the aisle. They've got to find one of these people that Matt Gates and the original eight wanted in the first place. And so they've got to look around and go, who's the most palatable? Who can we stomach? Jim Jordan? Absolutely not. That guy's an insurrectionist. Jim Jordan? Absolutely not. That guy loves Trump too much. But- Mike Johnson wears a suit coat, has nice glasses, very refined, has a very nice neutral tone, doesn't speak too fast, doesn't get overly excited. Sure, he's about as conservative as they come, but he maybe looks the part of the speaker. He's a speaker designee that we could uh, that we could maybe get behind. And while he doesn't have the 217 votes today or yet, I, I firmly believe that he will, because A, like I said, we're just running out of people. And B, we're running out of time. Nobody wants this to go out for another week or so, week or two. We want a speaker today. We want a speaker today so that we can get back to investigating Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and James Biden. We want a speaker today so that James Comer can go back and start drumming up all these subpoenas and shipping them out and getting Hunter Biden in there to testify and getting to the to the truth about the crimes that may have been committed by Joe Biden. These alleged scandals that Joe Biden has been perpetrating on the American people and the world for decades, for his entire political career. That's what we're looking forward to. That's what we want. And that's why I'm all about my, I can, I don't hate Mike Johnson. Did I love Jim Jordan? Absolutely. Did I think Byron Donald's was a solid choice? Amen, brother. But uh, Mike Johnson, I'm not going to go to bed crying tonight if he becomes a speaker of the house. I mean, I don't ever go to bed crying. Okay. There was that one time, (laughs) but we won't, we won't speak of that. Uh, listen, one other thing before I wanted to uh, to sign off today and tell you to listen to The Marquet Show is, well, two actual things, actually. First of all, make sure that you have liked and subscribed and set notifications for this podcast so you get these videos, so you get this content whenever and wherever we publish it, whether you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or anywhere else, we want to make sure that you are aware that we've posted new content, which we do each and every day. Also, I want to let you know that I got notification from our publisher yesterday and the first 1,000 copies of The Untold Story of Christmas are on their way right now as I speak to the warehouse to be shipped out to you. So if you've ordered your copy, either a regular copy or one of our limited edition autographed copies of The Untold Story of Christmas, know that it is going to get to you soups fast. I told you the first week in November and, well, that's probably accurate because it's almost November, Uh, but it's going to get to you next week. If you have not yet ordered one of the first 1,000 copies of The Untold Story of Christmas and you want one too sweet, then you better get to the uh, com right now and get your copy. Uh, the first 1,000 copies ship next week. We want to make sure you're in that first 1,000 copy uh, designation. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait a couple more weeks. And everyone, I hate waiting. I don't know about you, but I hate. We've waited long enough for a speaker. You don't want to have to wait for your book. The Untold Story of christmas.com get your book it's fantastic you're gonna love it uh listen well i gotta go get ready for the radio show because we got a big one today at noon the live vote will be happening we'll bring it to you uh also don't forget each and every day Like I said before, this podcast, this video is published so that you have the information you need to know about what's going on in Washington, D.C., about who's taking advantage of you, about who's fighting for you, about who you need to know about, what the things that they're doing, how you can protect yourself, your family, your finances, your posterity, and how you and me and everybody else who's listening to my voice right now can save the republic.